0: Hello, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and welcome back to another edition of the MSP Show. I don't know how you're going to say where we get to, uh, we're broadcasting now. We're broadcasting all over the world on many different platforms, and we have a high number of subscribers. and I thank everyone for tuning in weekly to check out our program here. Uh, this week, I'm joined with Matt Solomon, who is the VP of Business Development at ID Agent, and I think they got a pretty cool product. And uh, Matt joins us today uh, on the road in Boston. Good morning, Matt, and welcome to the MSP Show.
1: Good morning, Stuart. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, taking the time and allowing me to, to jump on the podcast with you.
0: So, Matt, for the the ten people out there that haven't heard of you guys yet, uh, tell you know, tell me tell me about ID Agent because you guys for my par- my partner base that I work with, you guys are mm-hmm. all over the place and you know, and making some big uh, big noise in the channel.
1: Yeah, so ID Agent, uh, you know,
0: high level overview: we're monitoring the dark web.
1: compromised credentials associated with organizations so what's typically happening is employees are using their work email on third-party websites to think of like LinkedIn Dropbox and those websites are then getting breached and the issue is it's then exposing network possible network passwords of those employees variations of network passwords and even personal passwords that could lead to risk to the organization and so we've developed a SaaS alerting platform that's 24 7 alerting and monitoring that our MSPs can use uh, to keep their clients and partners uh, aware of the exposures that are out there on the dark web on a continual basis. And then in addition to that, we have this live prospecting tool where you can actually put the domain of an organization and pull up the 100 most recent emails and passwords exposed on the dark web. And so that prospecting tool, quite honestly, I feel is kind of changing the way MSPs are selling security. I mean, number one, it allows them to get their foot in the door to have conversations with uh, a client or a prospect that they didn't have access to. And I I have hundreds of different stories that I could share about that. Uh, But then in addition to that, the data is really uh, allowing them to upsell the rest of their security bundle. So they're starting to put that security stack together. you talk about two-factor authentication, password management, security training, awareness tools. Our data is kind of the ammunition because it's the one part they can point to and say, this is actually already happened, and this is why you need X, Y, and Z. So it's really empowering uh, partners uh, to have those conversations.
0: And, and, you know, what I'm finding, Matt, across uh, the MFPs that I speak with on a regular basis is that they're all interested in security, and, and everybody's going all in on security. And one of the things I know about you guys is that ASCII recently you guys won the best revenue generating uh, company for MSTs. what is the what's the market opportunity look like here for and are we are we in it now or are we still just kind of scratching the surface yeah that's a great question Yeah, we've had some
1: really great success uh you know in the last three ASCIi as you mentioned in the last three ASCII events we've won best revenue generator, and for us sometimes that might even be better than best in share because you know, it's interesting because we didn't start off this entire model to be a sales tool. It really was supposed to be an alerting uh, platform, alerting, you know, but it transitioned into, uh, you know, this idea that M- this really gives MSPs power to, to, to generate interest in, in security. Um, I think we're, I mean, I still think we're just scratching the surface. Um, you know, we, we've, gone from two partners to 900 something uh, in the last 15 months, which is a tremendous amount of growth. But when you start to hear the numbers of how many MSPs are out there, I mean, this is such a small percentage. So our current customer base is still such a small percentage um, that have this as a differentiator. I mean, I don't remember the exact numbers. I was just at Glucon, but Chris Day was talking about the opportunity and and just how many uh, MSPs are out there. but security as a service was the number one um, area that MSPs, you know, are seeing growth. And so, yeah, I, I think we're just
0: in the beginning. You know, and I always like to ask the folks in the security space this question uh, because I think it's important. You know, overnight, a lot of MSPs have become security specialists. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what do they need to do become a become a true cybersecurity specialist to their clients? Because a lot of them still think firewalls and antivirus is a security solution. You guys kind of take it to a whole different level.
1: Right. Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I mean, one, definitely aligning yourself with vendors who are already experts in their particular area. I mean, we've doubled down – we've really doubled or tripled our, our efforts in, in providing um, partner empowerment documents. Now, there's obviously a shock and all to this data, uh, but it's a really – it is a real opportunity to educate the customer, too. So we're trying to provide resources and materials so that they can go in and be that security expert. But that being said, there's areas that, you know, that MSP can't possibly be the full expert on. And so, you know, we're starting to see a lot of MSF, MSSPs, you know, showing up. And I would suggest, you know, aligning themselves with some of them as well there's just going to be certain areas that they can't necessarily be the full expert on. And having that, you know, that connection to, you know, an MSSP I think is critical.
0: And, you know, you just have to, you know, turn on the the TV. If for those people that still turn on the TV, you know, scroll through your Facebook feed, or your LinkedIn feed, and just see, you know, all the news on all the, you know, the breaches. And I think one of the things, Matt, that may be contributing to your success as well and the success for partners is that the dark web scanning is getting a lot of airplay on uh, all types of media. As you just – commercials running all over the place and, you know, a lot of advertising increasing the awareness of the importance of, you know, a dark web scan or, you know, what information mm-hmm. of, you, of, the, of your personal information or company information is floating around in the deep, dark corners of the Internet.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm a – it's almost like we had that question planned, but because well, one of the things I really was trying to talk to our partners about, particularly MSPs is that you know they're the owners, they're the salesperson, they're the marketing person. The truth is, the news and the laws are kind of like your second salesperson. It is, I mean, to your point, it's unbelievable. I mean, literally, LifeLock and Equifax are mentioning the word dark web monitoring in their commercials probably every hour. Um, and we see that as a huge benefit. I mean, because you know they're pushing personal dark web mining completely separate from what we're doing, which is an organizational level. But it's making it aware to the just general public. So everybody's now aware of this stuff. I think you're gonna, those MSPs will start to hear some of their clients start asking about it a little bit more. I mean, it's definitely still something that they need to be proactive in informing their clients about. But there's no question. I mean, every day in the news. I mean, I shared something on. Uh, on linkedin the other day it was the most shared story i've ever had actually when i posted it and it was an article about uh, a small well maybe a mid-sized organization a printing company in colorado that literally went out of business because of ransomware and like we all hear the stats about how small businesses go out go out of business because of a breach but this was like a real life example it wasn't a stat it was an actual article and it's it's happening on a daily basis and then you've got the flip side, which is all of the privacy laws. I mean, GDPR obviously got passed in Europe, and Australia passed some pretty uh, strict laws, and even Canada just passed some notification laws as well. That is all coming to America. I mean, California already has passed laws, Vermont, Colorado, all, in, all kind of have it uh, coming up as well. And I think those are all benefits because these laws are going to say that Small businesses and mid-sized organizations need to start being more proactive, and they're going to start requiring it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we I heard the story. I think I got it from you. It's the Colorado Timberline story, uh, the printing company from Denver that yeah. shut the door yeah. because of a ransomware attack. The, the threats are real. Uh, now, one of the struggles that a lot of MSPs have, uh, and I'll put it as – some of those that are not as confident in their sales ability as compared to those who are very confident in their sales ability is, Mm. you know, influencing the business owner that, you know, cybersecurity protective measures like what we're talking about here uh, are important, even if they're not mandated by government regulations. How do you recommend to a partner to position what you guys do, but just cybersecurity in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of the most unique things about what our our data does, um, because it it does make it a lot more real to people. Obviously, show them um, something that's actually already out there. Um, so again, it it is a lot about education. And so when they're showing the data, um, they need to be educating the the you know the CEOs of these companies on exactly what this means and and these passwords being so what this could actually mean and how they could actually get be compromised. And so, like, one of the things that we have, uh, in our partner empowerment document, uh, is kind of the nine ways a credential exposure could lead to a breach. And so that's where I talk, where I talk about being consultative about it. It's like not just about the shock and awe, but you really do need to educate them on what this could mean to their, um, you know, their business. And it's interesting because we also have a capability to do a live search on a personal email. So I, I tell every one of our partners, if you're meeting with a CEO, you know, of course, run their organizational level, but also ask them if they're willing to run their personal email as well, um, because that tends to make it a little bit more of an emotional thing, and, and it starts to get more real to people when they're seeing, again, actual passwords that are out there on the dark web, and it just it's just a massive opportunity for them to educate. And we try our best, and I, I think you, you kind of hit it right on the top, you know, right on the head. The confidence is probably the biggest part of this they need to be super confident when they're going in um, that they're the expert, not their customer. You need to articulate the value of the data. And this is why I tell everybody, everyone that signs up for it, don't just give away the data. You know, use the number of credentials as a way to kind of get their um, attention. But if you're gonna show the data, you need to be there in person or on a screen share, because again, you need to explain the value of the data to them. so that those are the kind of the most important things, again, with the confidence that you know more than they do. And I think when when you go in with that kind of confidence, you're going to start to see a lot more results. And we, through our empowerment documents, really try to give them the capability to have that, that confidence because, I mean, one of the documents we have is the 14 biggest objections you're going to hear because we already know what they're going to hear. So we're giving you the answers, and we hope that, you know, that helps build their confidence that they're going to be able to respond to any of the objections that, that come, come their way.
0: And I think I love you, I love your approach of giving them the tools to, you know, deal with those objections. Because I think it's one of the challenges a lot of MFTs have in the sales process is they, they they're not properly trained to deal with it, um, to deal with those objections. They can handle a process and, you know, demonstrate yep. their value. But when somebody pushes back, Normally that's when the, and I can, not everyone, but some end up caving in a little bit and they'll end up, uh, sell, selling the farm, uh, in, you know, and, and not getting what their true value is. Uh, Matt, yeah. one of the, you know, I have a lot of partners again that, that work with you guys. So I'm I kind of very familiar with what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, one of the campaigns we're running right now for a client in uh, California is social media and, you know, just in do, introducing that dark web scanning, uh, you know, awareness, right, through social media yep. and, e- and email marketing. What are, what, are some, what are some ideas that you've seen with some of your partners to, you know, promote, you know, promote this service as part of their marketing efforts? Yeah.
1: No, so I'll start with actually the one mistake people are using with the data, which is number is, is, is that they think if they put up a landing page, all of a sudden everybody's going to be Googling dark web monitoring and coming to their page.
0: Well, first off, it's very, very competitive. Good good luck with that, right? Right,
1: exactly. And so
0: that's, and that's part of the education,
1: you know, from us, from a a partner relations standpoint. Um, We've seen some really interesting tactics that have, I mean, there's there's some pretty incredible stories. I'll I'll kind of share some of my stories because we are 100% channel. But we started off in the enterprise space. And when I first started, I was using the prospecting tool I was really using the number of credentials. That was what I was using to get people's attention. And so I actually sold, sent cold emails to Fortune 500 companies um, where I would say, look, this is a new service we offer. You have X number of credentials on the dark web. Can we jump on a call? I'll show you the data and provide you more context. I mean, super simple concept. Um, and I was talking to the CIO of Starbucks, Walmart, Panera Bread, Best Buy, SC Johnson, just from an email like that. And so – we're seeing partners kind of follow that similar methodology uh, in email campaigns. Um, for social media, you know, we, we actually just, uh, Cyber Awareness Month's coming up. So that's a huge opportunity from a social media standpoint. And we actually have a slew of documents for our partners that they can use uh, to kind of you know engage with an audience. And I think the more you can post with social media, I think that, uh, I mean, LinkedIn's obviously a great opportunity. Um, but the other things that have been really effective Lunch and learns, chamber events, golf outings. I think we've kind of become famous for these golf outings. Uh, And so the idea around that, you know, use the golf outing as an example. Um, You could sponsor a hole, and I think you have to be very strategic about what golf event you sponsor. You need to make sure it's the audience that you're looking to target. And so you sponsor a hole, and you know, as they come through. The idea is to say, hey, this is the service we offer. It's dark web monitoring tool. One, you could run some live searches, obviously, at the event. But what you really want to do is collect their business card and say, look, we're going to run a dark web scan for you. If we come back with you know, actual exposures, we'll set up a call. And so we're seeing our partners get 25 to 30 legitimate leads, um, you know, what they would call qualified leads after a golf outing. So that's been incredibly successful. Um, lunch and learns probably one of the most effective ways to do it because you got an engaged, small audience. And one of the really cool things that we do for our partners, if you're running a, a lunch and learn, for example, and, of course, you you have the list ahead of time of who's attending, you can actually send us the number of credentials of every organization that's attending, and we'll tell you how many you know credential exposures they have on the dark web. And so what they do is, and you use this number, again, to kind of really get people's attention. So at the end of the presentation, assuming you've talked about how much, you know, this this epidemic of credential exposures, the last slide can be the actual number of credentials of every organization in the room. And you probably want to preface it and say, look, what I'm about to show you is no personal information. It's just a number. But it's to illustrate how, and you know, how every organization, no matter size or industry, is being affected by this. And so you now have this number in front of you, of the audience. You have everybody in the audience paying attention. And your call to action for them is, okay, I showed you the number. If you actually want to see the data, let's set up a call. Let's set up a meeting. And and, Stuart, I can tell you, I did this one time on a a webinar with 29 MSPs. And within 10 minutes of hanging up the call, I had 17 emails in my inbox asking to set up a call to see the data. And so I don't know how you can ever get that level of engagement. It's been unbelievable. And some people do envelopes. It's a little bit more discreet, but same kind of concept. It's it's just been incredibly effective at live events for people.
0: Well, one of the things I love about what you guys offer, Matt, is it is a product that's in demand right now. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, like we talked about earlier, other media outlets are creating that exposure about the the vulnerabilities and the way and creating awareness around you know what information is circulating around the dark web. So, and it is one of those things that, as a business owner, I would even be cared about. You know, it's a it's a different story than trying to know, promote backup and recovery. Even though know, it's important, a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, don't often go with it until they, uh, until there's you know a, a, an issue where they have to recover data. Right. I think this one. I think this one here. Some some people may be naive enough to say, you know, I'm not worried about it. You know, but I think oh, yeah. smart I think smart business owners are paying attention to this. And really, if you if you're just doing a quick scan to get some information for them and open their eyes to it you know, to them it's it's good intelligence to have because now once they see what's exposed out there, uh they you know now you have something to talk about. And I think that's I I that's why I like what you guys have to offer is because, you know, you do have, first off, you do have a product that's in demand. And secondly it brings real good value in, as part of the marketing and sales process when you're having a discussion with a prospect and say, look, hey, did the other MSPs that you spoke to in you know if you're looking for a new MSP or is your current one talking to you about this? And that you, now right. you're trying to create that un, that uncertainty and doubt in the, in the mind of the business owner, saying, "No, no, my MFP hasn't talked to me about this. Come and sh- come and share yes. more information." Now, let me ask you this opinion for per- professional opinion: Is this something that you do cold? They like say, "You know, hey Joe, I know you're the president of this oil company over here. I'm having to mm-hmm. Google your name and look what I found," or <laughs> not, I, you know, I'll use Google as the way. I searched in the ID agent tool and look what I found.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Um. I mean, I when I again when I started off. You know, when
1: we were doing enterprise I mean I was doing cold emails um, now I think you're better off obviously reaching out to a community of businesses that you know uh, but yeah I mean I do think you can you can reach out cold you you're gonna have to be a little careful I mean you're you're gonna have to obviously share the data with them if you're gonna approach somebody particularly if it's cold even if they're saying I'm not gonna take the call with you but I want you to send me the data I think you may even owe them a little, you know, at least a sampling of the data if you've done it that way. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because you might show them the data and you, you kind of brought up a point, like there are going to be some people who say, I don't care. And that's still happening today. Um, but what I, you know, I, I, and I don't say this lightly, but I, I truly believe it. With our live prospecting tool, I don't consider any lead dead. And I'll give you an example of why I say that. Because um, today they might say they don't care. But I'm telling you, Stuart, if the right person gets exposed, the entire conversation will change. And you know, when we were selling Enterprise, I I had a really interesting example of this where I showed this to one of the largest law firms in the world, and they definitely could have cared less about the data at the time. Um, this is three years ago; it's before all the big breaches had happened. Uh, but two weeks later, I was like, "Well, let me just see if any new exposures occurred." and I reached out. I mean, I did the scan and two new credentials came up and I Googled who they were and it was somebody in accounts payable. So I shot them an email and said, look, I know you have no interest in the service, but I do feel compelled to let you know about this. And they wrote me back a single email and it just said, send me a contract.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: just like that, that entire conversation changed. Um, and you brought up, you know, the fact that this is still a huge differentiator, right? I mean, we think having over 900 partners is an incredible number, but if again, in the scheme of, of the, of the size of the market of MSPs, it's, it's, it's very low, right? Um, you know, I had, a, I had a partner come up to me at, at a recent conference and he said, look, I'm not going to give ID agent all the credit for this sale. He's like, but I can tell you during the presentation, when I brought up that information, that was kind of the change of the mood of where this, of the direction of the meeting and it was definitely a differentiator that none of the other uh, MSPs that were presenting uh, had, and he closed a $10,000 monthly reoccurring revenue deal. And we're literally hearing stories every time I'm on the road where meetings are stopping because they're showing them the data and people are actually getting up from the meeting and going to change passwords. I mean, you have to feel pretty good about your chances of closing some security services when somebody's stopping a meeting because they need to change a password. And so that's the effect of this stuff and we hear it every day.
0: Absolutely. Matt, uh, this is great. Uh, what, yes. how, how do people engage with, you, with you or an ID agent to, you know, they're listening to this podcast or they're watching it on YouTube and they say, you know mm-hmm. Gee, You know, I don't have that offering and ID agent sounds like a pretty cool, uh, solution. How do I get involved?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. If you, if you go to our website, um, IDAgent.com, uh, you can request a demo. So, I mean, we're, we're doing demos every day. Um, but that's the easiest way. Uh, of course, anybody can email me directly. It's M and then Solomon. It's S O L O M O N at IDAgent.com, but probably easiest just to go to the website and hit request a demo and, and we'll get, we'll get you going. It truthfully, it's, it's really a 30 minute demo. It's not a super complex platform. We try to make it as easy as possible because it's all about the data.
0: Awesome. And and Matt, where's home base for you? Uh, I heard that out at the beginning. Yeah, so we originally
1: uh, were based out of Washington, D.C. Uh, for scaling purposes, we have moved out to Bowie, Maryland, uh, which is kind of up, upwards, closer to Annapolis. Our CEO is actually in Annapolis, so a lot closer for him. Uh, so he doesn't have to do that that hour and a half commute into D.C. anymore.
0: So uh, mid-Atlantic. Perfect. Great. That's good to know. Cause, uh, yes. Next time I'm in the area, we'll have to get together for lunch. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, no, Absolutely.
0: So Matt, th- thanks again for doing this. Uh, and you already mentioned your contact information. I I encourage people to uh, go to idagent.com and uh, and sign up for the demo and and check them out. I think there's some uh, great opportunity here uh, to win some new business opportunities. Like I said, you know, you're always looking for that. As a marketing professional, I'm always looking for that edge to get in. And you know, we we're seeing the door closing pretty fast on you know traditional managed service provider managed services. I, you know, everybody's going after and getting it. The, the window's closing for that quickly. So this type of service from ID agent gives you an opportunity to reopen the door. And like I said, sometimes you just got to get your, Matt, you sometimes just got to get your toe in the door to have that, yes. uh, to have that conversation. I think you guys have a great product. to get, I would say, get the door open a little wider too.
1: Yeah. No, no, I appreciate it. And obviously, I appreciate you hosting on the web, uh, on the podcast. I've, I've actually listened to several of your podcasts uh, prior. Um, and the only other thing I would just make a quick note, um, you know, I think uh, your audience is going to start seeing our, our name in the news quite a bit. Um, just yesterday we announced an integration into RapidFire tool, and we're going to be integrating into all the major PSA tools. So from a ticketing perspective, we're going to make this so easy for our partners. Um, you know, when a new cust- or new credentials out there on the dark web, um, it's going to create tickets for them. So it's really going to help automate this process.
0: And that's what MSPs love the most is the automation. So fantastic, yeah. fantastic yeah. news. Matt, thanks again yeah. for doing this. I uh, really appreciate you uh, reaching out and, you know, making yourself available to uh, join us on here on the MSP show. And uh, I wish you guys lots of luck and success, and I'm, I'll be interested to catch up in a few months down the road and see how how the journey is evolving as you know, as as the man and the MSP partners, you know, get more aware of what you guys are offering.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Jared. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks everyone, and keep uh, keep tuning in to the MSP show. We have some great uh, guests lined up over the next few weeks, and uh, and you know, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Google uh, uh, Podcasts, or no, iTunes, Apple iTunes, and on uh, and on Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and if you have an, an Alexa, you can uh, also uh, enable our skill on the uh, the Amazon Echo devices. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll talk to you again all in a week's time.